2: Unfortunately, you have run out of time today. Thank you for joining us. Whatever it means for your club, we'll talk about that later. about that later Hello, welcome to episode 62. I think of we'll talk about that later. Um, I am here. I am Junior firstly i almost introduced everyone see we're doing it a bit different today okay because we're getting rid of the awkward silence and we're also getting rid of people who don't say their names so i am here mm. with abdi mark and tanya alphabetical order so no one can go oh why'd you name me first but this is how we're doing it alphabetical order uh so say hello see this is where the Stop awkward guys. silence comes in <laughs> you did it wrong, bro. i know no um, i did that on purpose uh but no, no uh, how are you guys doing
0: All good. good. It's one of those days where you're just mm -hmm. happy to kind of get get away from the work side of things and just chat football. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. That's music to my ears. I I could not deal with work for another second. Um. But yeah. So um, shall we get straight into it? There's a lot on the agenda.
3: Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Big,
2: Big tans with that energy. Okay. Actually, no, I um, might change. I might have to change the order of the intros, you know, because um, it'll be Abdi, then Big Tans, and then Mark.
3: There you go.
2: Yeah, cool. I'll, I'll remember that for next week. Not don't, don't, um,
1: enable, don't enable her, bro.
2: That's why I said not. It's, Come on. Yeah,
1: it's shameful um, enough that she calls herself Big Tans, standing out of five foot two,
2: <laughs> it's five foot, foot three, one, actually. It's five foot one. Um. Now, let's get into it. Last week, we introduced a new segment, which is the Spotlight Game, which is a game that we'll focus the majority of our time on. And we'll try and give all the other games um, as much attention as time permits. But this is the game that we'll really focus on. And what better game than uh, Spur... Uh, Spurs versus City. Oh yeah, Spurs versus City. Yeah. I don't I blanked there for a second. You're right but there. yeah. Uh Spurs versus City, um w- which is our spotlight game. So uh without further ado, uh I'm gonna hand over to Tanya, who is our resident Spurs fan, and she's gonna let us know her thoughts and feelings. And then Abdi's got a seventeen page essay which he wants to um <laughs> which he wants to read out on the podcast. So uh Tanya, take us away.
3: Listen, I am so gassed after that win. So for those of you that didn't watch the game, it ended 2-0 to Tottenham. So, so happy with that performance, guys. Honestly, like, I felt like every player had a 10 out of 10 performance. There were so many players that I could have given Man the match to. Um, and I did say, you know, before, before the game, you know, these kind of games are where I want to see what we're about this season and you know I wasn't I wasn't that confident before the game because I think you can't underestimate City they're still a really good team um but I did think we always we always get one over them you know I think we're their bogey team they absolutely hate us um because we just always seem to to get over the line but um first half um I expected City to have most of the possession but you know what Credit to Mourinho, we had a game plan, um, we soaked up all the pressure and then we got an early goal. Brilliant pass from Ndombele into Son and then bang, back of the net. Absolutely brilliant goal. You can obviously question Man City defensively, a um, bit questionable. But listen, when Son's in their positions, I, I honestly don't hesitate. 99% of the time I'm like, that's going in. Um, but I have to credit Ndombele for that pass. I mean, what a pass. Honestly, he's come such a long way. When I think back to, like, you know, the summer, and there was so much speculation about Ndombele and Mourinho, and you, Junior, even was like, I hope he leaves. Like, I bet he's going to leave. And I said, no, give this guy time. He's going to he's gonna turn it around. And he really has. Um, but, yeah, um, first half, I thought we played well. Obviously... Um, I think, was it the first half that the VAR incident happened? It was, wasn't it? With the goal, Laporte. I think he scored. Was it that goal?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it
3: Lepore was. Laporte
1: scored, um, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the day. Which, you know what? Like, this handball thing, is getting boring now. Like, it, it is ridiculous. But you could argue it would would have been a different game if they got that goal. But I'm here for it because mm. I can't stand it. <laughs> I was like, listen, I'll take it, mate. I'll take it. Um, But second half, um, am I going too quickly, by the way? Do you guys have any feel? Am I going too quick? Um, Second half, I think City dropped off, to be honest. I think Pep, I don't know, he should have made substitutions, I think, a lot earlier. I think Mahrez didn't have a good game. I thought Bernardo Silva didn't have a good game. Don't think Jesus had a good game. Mm. And, you know, as much as City had loads of possession, they weren't really that threatening going forward. Because yeah. I forgot to mention, you know, in the first half, I just felt we looked clinical. Like, we that goal, I was so annoyed it was offside. I thought it was such a good goal, and I wanted Kane to get on the score sheet. But, like, I just think we looked more threatening. Like, Man City didn't really test us that much. And yet, yeah, you know, I just felt they dropped off in the second half. I don't know what you yeah. guys think about the second half. I, f-
0: I think, first of all, um, let me just give credit where credit's due. And that is. All all credit goes to Tottenham this week. Um, in, in, yeah, 100%. I mean, you you could call that a typical Mourinho masterclass. Essentially sit back yes. and, wait, <laughs> and wait for your opportunities to move forward. But once you have those opportunities, just take your chances. And Tottenham did that. But Manchester City, there's something about them. And I said it towards mm. the back end of last season. But I thought maybe I'll let it pass because it's the end of the season. We were in a bit of kind mm. of unknown territory in terms of the the football being played without fans. Uh, the league had already been lost for them. So I thought, OK, let, let me wait until the start of this season to just see what they're about a little bit. And and they're continuing to, to kind of unimpress me and, and yeah. look static, kind of look, look without ideas. And this is probably the most uh, expensively assembled squad in history, if not inside that kind of top five I'm not sure what the figures are so for me it's about when when do you start despite being a world-class coach and I know we're going off on a slight tangent we'll take it straight back to the game after this despite Mm. being a world-class coach who's who's managed the best player in the world the world has ever seen and and world-class players on top of that when do you start questioning perhaps Pep Guardiola and his style of football because if it doesn't work it seems like city are just too easy to to run through and 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 they're not that city that we saw 3 years ago for sure I
2: agree. Can Can put I? Yeah. Hand up? <laughs> yeah we're trying to do things politely today um, yeah. now seriously like, yeah yeah I, but I, I'm just kidding. I came i came on this podcast like 2 weeks ago and i said this city, <laughs> this season is air like i don't see a lot about city they play one way they don't have a plan b um they're lacking in, in a lot of areas mm. and you guys were like Maybe rightly so. Wait till Aguero's back and blah, blah, blah. Mm. But I just, I don't think this city is it. Mark was talking about most expensively, probably. No, it definitely is. Just in defenders, Pep has spent a billion. One billion. That's
3: shameful. That is just so shameful. One billion.
2: Like, it's crazy. And so, like, I don't don't even think, like, it's... um, I think it's evident now. I think it's, like, this... They've got an easy run coming up. So it'd be interesting to see um the the games they play and and um how they play sorry and and like if they're slapping teams but I I, I honestly don't I don't think we'll see that I think we'll see much closer games um that involve mm. Man City than we have in the past they drew 1-1 to, to uh with Leeds at uh, Ellen Road or wherever the it's Ellen Road still right they haven't moved yeah 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 cool yeah <laughs> um and I just think it's going to be like that. I don't think it's going to be plain sailing. They they narrowly beat Sheffield United, um, and I just think it's going to be it's going to be like that. Obviously, Aguero is a game changer, like they get him, mm. but he's also getting on a bit. He's he's thirty one, I think. Um, but yeah, I just think. And in terms of Pep, um, apparently, because I, I was talking to someone today, apparently Pep himself has said that he can't manage. Um, like he only manages great players, so. Because my point was, like, I can't see. Like, you know how Ancelotti has managed in Madrid. He's managed all these top Mm. teams and stuff. And he's won everywhere he's gone. But he's also managed, like, a Napoli. He's also managed, obviously, he's managing Everton and all this kind of stuff. And it's about getting performances, improving players, uh, which undoubtedly uh, Pep has done. He's improved players. But, um, like, we talk about the difference between... Declan, uh, not Declan. um, Dominic Calver, Lewin, um, pre Ancelotti, and now with Ancelotti, and how like lethal he's become, and all this kind of stuff. So that's the kind of manager like I would put, like maybe uh, in comparison with Pep. Not saying that because I think Pep's what Pep did at Barcelona was crazy, but Pep has gone everywhere. Yeah, and Man City. But I'm talking about that Barcelona team winning everything. Like he still hasn't won the uh, the Champions League with um, Man City, which some might say that hmm. that's what he was brought in to do. Um, mm. But what I was going to say is um, he has, has an embarrassment of riches in every club that he's been at. He kind of inherited an incredible Barcelona team. Granted, he did, make them um, better and play a a different way and stuff like that he also inherited a great Bayern Munich team who also just happened to be the richest club in Germany and probably one of the richest in Europe so he can like stock up on reinforcements and then he goes to probably one of the richest clubs in the world who you can go and spend a billy on centre-backs and left-backs that's the
3: thing that's the thing I I genuinely have no sympathy for City at all like yeah, they've spent so much money and it's just like I don't think it's a good look for the Premier League if I'm honest them spending that much and yeah I was just I was loving life I don't, I don't care I just think it just goes to all show right. you can spend loads of money it's not always effective
2: wait, go on, lo- go on wait 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 before Abdi starts his, his 17 page essay um I just wanted to to say like Tanya I understand what you're saying about it's not a good look for the Premier League but that is the way that football is heading into like you've got PSG and oh, no. uh, and previously like man united they they're not innocent in this they they spent so much no. money over the years um recruiting players and like we can chelsea. only look, we can only look at well yeah chelsea this season even um but we can also look at like the past you could almost argue that man united were the Bayern Munich of the Premier League back in the day, they mm. would just um, they would win the league and then they'd go and cherry pick players um, from like the best players from teams, um, and then they'd go and win the league again. Um, obviously, everything's evolved. Then uh, you got Chelsea and Man City, and then um, and, and 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 you can say other teams have learned how to to deal with it. Like Liverpool, um, we always say that. They do things the right way. So where I in my opinion, I'm just hoping that um teams go more down the line of a Liverpool than they do of a, of a Man City uh, moving forward, which is doing things the right way. Um yeah. But that's a mad tangent from where we started. Mm. So Addy, yeah. take us <laughs> away.
1: Man started talking about historical Man United teams, bro. <laughs> I didn't
3: even get to I didn't even get to the second half, but go on, I'll let you have your rant.
1: No, it's not even going to be a rant. Firstly, I will give Spurs um, credit. I was very impressed by um, certain things they did. Firstly, I like the fact that, like, Hoibier and Sissoko, they're not the most, like, technical, like, going forward mm-hmm. kind of players. So they sat really close to the two centre-backs, Dia and Alderweireld. I thought Regulon was absolutely fantastic. Every single time Kyle Walker oh, yeah. came down his side, shut him down. I think Man City need to start moving away from Kyle Walker. He's a fantastic athlete and he's good in 1v1 duels, but his scissor-making is the dumbest... He must be the dumbest (laughs) footballer in the Premier League.
0: His pace pace gets him away with a lot.
1: And if you watch it, both goals came down his side. Secondly, as well, Mm. and and another thing that uh, I was very impressed by Tottenham, obviously, unbelievable performance by Harry Kane. Like, that guy put on a clinic and how to play... In, as a centre forward you know pretty much he played as like a centre forward number 10 holding midfielder at times in the game guy was fantastic mm. and obviously you saw his work for the second goal now let me get on to this bald fraud who play who, who's, who's, <laughs> who, who who manages Man City this guy he jars me so much I hate his selections is he always trying to like think it like do something different I don't care if Sterling's not 100% fit. He didn't go away with England. So Sterling should always play because you've got technical mm. players all over the team. Sterling gives you something different in the fact that he can run in behind. He's probably got the best movement in the league. No Aguero. I get it. He's not 100% fit. But this guy, I think, he's, I call him Chicharito and I think he's disrespectful to Chicharito because is not this useless. <laughs> that guy had an absolute disaster craft. And the one moment they had in the game was a disallowed goal because he handballed it. Clown. Bro... Get this Milky Bar, Charlie Adam, R- Wes Hoolahan, Snodgrass, <laughs> useless guy, bro. <bruh>. Every <laughs> single game, every single game, wow. hiding out on how, hiding out on the wing, crossing for no one. He makes me sick. <laughs> I, no, this you guy, can't say that. I can say it because this guy does nothing in tight spaces. Like, in tight spaces, he's he's so... Like, he's not... I don't think, to me, and this might sound a bit crazy, but to me, he's not creative enough to be compared to the top, top playmakers. I think he's a fantastic mm. athlete. He executes very, very well. Like, he's got great passing, and he'll find someone very well. But his creativity is measured because he, he he does the same thing repetitively, and he does it over and over again. So he can do that pass where he can whip it to the far mm. post to Sterling. He can... But he's not. I don't think he's not like a proper, proper unlock, unlocker. And by that, I mean someone like David Silva or a Fabregas, for example. And I keep going back to those examples because those are the best type of playmakers for me. Whereas this Milky mm. Bar guy, yeah, I he makes me sick because he does the same thing every game. Going out to the wing, go play as a right winger. Then in it, he just even Bruno Fernandes does more like in terms of cr- creating. Like he, this guy gets big numbers. But I just watch him all the time and I'm just frustrated because like there's so many opportunities where he could do something. In transition, he kills teams. And he he's a great Mm. passer in terms of long distance passing, especially on the ground as well, them slide rule passes. But I don't think he's the best unlocker. Like if you get what I mean.
0: Yeah, I completely hear what you're saying.
1: As I said with Carl Walker as well, like Cancelo is a really, really good attacking right back. Playing him left back, I just don't get it. I know you don't trust Mendy. But you played Zinchenko for most of last season and the year before, <laughs> and you've got endless resources. Go buy someone like he could have easily got like Reguilon. He could have easily go got got, got Chilwell. But Now you're wasting your wasting your time. Now you've got this back four where I don't know why Kyle Walker has to play every game. You can play Cancelo as a right back, and you get a completely different player down the, down the flanks. But yeah, it comes to something now, yeah, where you lot know how much I hate Mourinho. Pep Guardiola is honestly—he's making me hate him even more. Like, you must be a real pos if I, <laughs> I hate if I hate you more than Mourinho. Wow. Yeah.
2: Strong um,
3: words, <laughs> words there, Andy. Strong words.
2: Just it on was, the um, just on the Cancelo thing, yeah. I don't know if you guys, um, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but you see, um, my guy is a right back; he's playing left back. But did you see? Whenever uh, Man City were attacking, um, he was in centre mid all the time. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, and,
2: and a lot of the a lot, yeah, a lot of the times that he uh, that Spurs countered in the second half, it was they won the ball off of Cancelo in centre mid. I don't know if you guys clocked that. Like Sissoko yeah. and and Ho-Hoy-Bjerg were just winning the ball off of um, Cancelo in centre mid. So. Um, you know, it's, it's nice when you have like, like, um, Jamie Carragher was making the point on uh Monday night football yesterday. It's like, it's nice when these things work and it looks pretty when you have a Philip Lahm, who's probably one of the best ever to have played football and can like just seamlessly go from right back to left back to center mid and it just doesn't look like out of place. I know majority of the time he played right back, but when Pep was there, Pep kind of used him in a lot of mm-hmm. um, positions. So it it, it looks amazing because we, I don't know about you guys, but when I first started seeing Philip Lahm in centre mid, I was like, what? And my guy just looked comfortable. But then you're trying to do the same thing with players who can't play that position, who, who look awkward, who look uncomfortable, and it make, it just makes you look silly, which makes me think Pep isn't adaptable enough to play the type mm. of like in the Premier League with players like that's, that's what makes me think like if you go to an Everton or actually Everton are quite rich. If you go to, a, I don't know, a Newcastle or Burnley, bro, it's not going to work because he can't adapt to the players that he has. He wants the players to adapt to his, his, um, his formations and his shape. And so I think it's right what Abdi's saying. It's like he needs to take a lot of the blame because if you're going to Spurs, who are one of the best counter-attacking teams uh, in the league, and you're going to play in that way, and Tanya's right, they had a lot of possession, but they didn't do almost anything with the ball Mm -hmm. um, other than just left and right. And then Spurs picked them off on the counter. You need to adapt because your players that you you want to play in a certain way, they just can't do it. And so you have De Bruyne, um, who Abdi likes to say he goes on the right (laughs) wing. But I I tend to think that De Bruyne goes looking for the positions in which he can affect the game better. In right wing, he probably becomes a little bit more invisible. I'm not sure. Uh, But that's how I feel about it. No, the issue I have is
1: if if you're not getting much space, in, 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 if you're not getting much space um, it... in the ten position, go deeper and start dictating the game a bit more. Like what he was doing was was going out into the wing, and it's it's although you, he is putting crosses in, but Tottenham had a field day with just clearing them. Like how many times did Dyer clear the ball? Like, but like it's 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 a form of hiding. Like I don't like it. I want you to get on the ball, start dictating the game a bit more. And I said, like he, is, he I think he's lacking quite a lot when it comes to um you know in, in 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 when in tight spaces especially where Tottenham were very compact those two centre midfielders I have to give, I might have to I might have to give an apology to Hoybier you know because I was mm, critical I of him, so. but but me too Hoi, he's been really really good like 1v1 draws he can't like he's been sort of untouchable I think he's Martin, a
3: Viking like he's actually a Viking like and the thing is he's such a popular player like among the Tottenham fans like we absolutely love this guy because he's just made such a big impact for us. And I genuinely think a lot of these games we wouldn't have won without him. But also on Dyer, sorry, Jeanne, I know you're going to come in, but I just want to give a special mention to Dyer because I think that's the best performance he's had in a Tottenham shirt. I'm not even going to lie. Like he was a beast, man. I don't know. He turned into like the best centre-back, mate. Honestly, like he was just first to everything, making blocks. Him and Toby, who by the way, I'm so gutted he's injured, man, because them two seem to be forming a really, yeah, he's got a groin injury. I don't know how long he's out for, but them two oh, yeah, have been yeah, yeah. a really good, really good partnership. And I don't know what that means for the Chelsea game. Is Roden going to come in? I don't know, because I don't think he trusts Sanchez. But I think defensively, as a team, we worked really hard. Anyway, go on, Junior.
0: No, it's Mark. Mark has his hand up for oh, like, the longest Mark. time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Mark. Sorry, It's all good. Do you know what? I'm going to bring us back a tiny bit just because um, it was the point that I wanted to make, but I didn't want to interrupt the the conversation. Um, And I had a second point, Tanya, um, which Mm. funnily enough, which I'll start with now, actually, which funnily enough was about Eric Dyer. And and I was going to say, Junior, get your hot take button ready. But now I feel like it's less of a hot take. I've watched Spurs a lot this season. As I've watched uh, all of the Premier League this season, I've watched as much as possible. And I, I have to be honest, he's really, really impressed me. And then I start to think about the Euros, and I'm not joking. I genuinely think he should be in that England squad. Yeah, really. Yeah, I'm being
1: I'm
0: being I'm being deadly serious because he's proven this season that centre back is where it's at for him, and he can perform at a high level consistently. He can win balls in the air. He can play with the ball at his feet. I've been impressed by Eric Dyer this season. I think I, I just need to give him a bit of credit where it's due. I hear you, then, I hear you, but you forget the England Belgium game no, where Mark. the ball came into the box and he assaulted Lukaku and then they <laughs> gave away a penalty, didn't he? Do you remember? I know, I know, but I, I could find you clips of any centre back in world football who have made a mistake in a particular game. Yeah, but this guy's, yeah, he's a bonehead though. I, no, I hear yeah, that. you know, a lot of. Go on,
3: Mark. Sorry, go on
0: it was just it, it, that's where i just wanted to kind of direct some praise at that. because and, and i think he's played almost every single one of tottenham's games this season i remember he played mm. two games of 48 hours a month back he's 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 built to to get minutes in his legs and after yep. a season like we've just had where players will be going into the euros certainly 100% with niggles uh some with slight mm. injuries we need players who you can count on in terms of fitness and in my opinion he's one of them the next point i wanted to make was Wait. just about Abdi's... i love to just just um. before just the last thing on Dyer.
2: Um just um if we remember back to when when Mourinho came in, we said that Dyer was his like was his player. Mm. He did try to sign him at Man United. He loves Dyer, so obviously that uh, it, it's working. Sorry,
0: Mark. Mm. Yeah, no, that's cool. I just think he'd, he'd be an option in there, particularly if Jargomes stays out and mm. you look at England's centre-back options, he's probably a safe option to go with, in my view. And then he can do, do a job in CDM if desperately needed, but I wouldn't play him there for England. No, um, no. The second point I wanted to make, is I'm taking it right back now to Avedi's impassioned speech. I love it. I love the passion. <laughs> um, you made you made a point about Cancheo at left-back and then kind of bringing him into... Getting him into that right back spot and then buying another left back. I'm yes. sorry, but time is up. He can't keep buying players. <laughs> are you telling me he can't go and find a five to 10 million left back from the championship, for example, that he can work on and improve? Mm. Or are you telling me he doesn't have two left backs in the under 23s and another two left backs in the under 18s? It's time for him to start. If he's not liking uh, the, the senior players, how they're playing, and, he's, and they, he feels they're not giving him what he needs it's time to start trusting his academy a bit more. And particularly, because I know he's done so with Foden and he's given a few other players opportunities, but particularly in defence, where he can't seem to get it right. And all he does is spend money, 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 more money. £45 million on Ake, who just sits on their bench every game. It's time to start looking within. And if City want to be recognised as as a particular level of football club in, in world standings, then they have to use their academy. Yeah. They have to because you look at you look at the big clubs around the world. Arsenal's academy is amazing. Look at the players you produce. Barcelona, Liverpool. You you think you make the connection between club, first team, first eleven, and the academy? City have no real links other than Foden, who's one in a million, who's absolutely class. You don't see where it's coming from in terms of City and that academy. So I think it's time for Pep to start trusting them a bit more. And giving them the opportunities, particularly in defensive. He's not happy with his senior players. You know, yeah. Mark,
2: you raise an an amazing point because um, like Sancho, he could have trusted, had Sancho mm. and Sancho's now at, at Borussia Dortmund. Um,
1: yeah, but that but, was more of a Sancho decision, to be
2: honest. Yeah, no, but also he'd never got chances at Man City and probably mm. wouldn't have had chances at Man City. So do you want to retract your statement?
1: no
2: i'm just just joking i'm just joking um but i just think mark is completely right like if i'm sancho or any young player at man city coming up you're thinking where are where am i going to get um the opportunities like you're talking sancho coming up with sane sterling mares bernardo Silva. like where's he going to play so Mm -hmm. like the, the the chances are very very limited um Because Mark's right, they just go by. And if he goes and buys another left-back, what? that's like six or seven left-backs that he's bought since his time there? It just doesn't make sense.
0: Without Sorry to jump, but that's without really testing anyone from the academy in that left-back role to see how they work in in his team full of stars. All it takes is one or two games for a left-back to come in from the under-23s, have one good game, confidence goes right up, then he goes and has, has two or three very good games on... On a trot, and all of a sudden, he finds himself in that starting eleven for weeks to come. And then it's on the onus is then on the academy player to keep building. But they need the chance first. And this is what this is the point I'm I'm at now with Pep is that, like I said before, he he does give chances for sure to to more attacking players from his academy and youngsters. But I personally have never seen him give chances Mm. to to young defenders. And and for me, it's it's time for him to start trusting in youth and trusting in man city's academy and and putting away that checkbook and coaching and improving young players to kind of work with the style of football that he wants if you can't trust any young players to, to kind of make that step up don't have anything well, what's with the point academy. of your academy, Just, academy man yeah. what is the point
1: and also edison bloody hell man
3: has <laughs> yeah, gone flying out mention. like an idiot
1: man Oh, yeah, especially God. the
3: second goal. You have to say, he was a bit at fault for both goals. I thought him yeah. coming out, he came out a bit too much, especially for the second goal, the Celsos yeah. goal, which I forgot to mention. Like, big up Mourinho. He's got to take a lot of credit here. Like, that substitution, you know, 40 seconds of so on, scores a goal. Listen, like, the game plan was 10 out of 10, mate. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I am warming to Mourinho a little bit because I do think, you know, The likes of Eric Dyer and and Toby and even Kane. For me, he's world-class this season, mate. Like, I love this new Harry Kane.
1: Kane is a better playmaker than De Bruyne. Oh, God. (laughs) Anyway,
3: Tanya.
2: This season, this season. Wait, Tanya, world-class this season? Kane has been world-class for a while. A
3: while, but, like, this season, I just mean, like, he's been unbelievable. He's just all over the gaff, mate. He's everywhere. (laughs) He's everywhere. But anyway... We spent a long time on this. I think we need to move on. But yeah, come on, Spurs. We're not. Winning, yeah, then.
2: yeah. <laughs>
3: we're
2: not. Uh, no, we we spent a lot of time on this, and there are other games and other things to talk about. So let's move on. But Tanya, write down all over the gaff. Write that one down. Oh, I will. I
3: will. <laughs> um,
2: cool. So the next game uh, came. Well, the the first game of the weekend was Newcastle versus Chelsea. I don't think any of us were surprised with the result um and the performances that came from that game uh it was a very commanding victory newcastle offered very 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 little i think it's they had, so whack they
3: newcastle.
2: their 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 only shot on target in that game came in the like the 85th <laughs> minute so uh that tells you everything you need to know about Newcastle. Joe pre-
3: Linton, bro. I swear, you I a few chances, <laughs> my guy is so dead.
2: <laughs> I know. I, it Footballer. seems like I've got an. Ag- I know. It seems like
1: I've got an agenda against Brazilian strikers, but that guy <laughs> is pants, man. I watch him every day. I'm like, I, I'm better. I'm better than you, bro. I'm better. Forty-five than
2: you. million. It's a bump. He, he's
1: pants. Mm. He's, he must be the worst striker in the Premier League history.
2: Um, Abdi, uh, another agenda that needs to be uh, renewed is your Timo Werner one. You see his miss am um, uh, um, I surprised? <laughs> <laughs> he did get an amazing assist, though, for Tony's yeah. goal.
0: Uh, I was, I was going to say, I was just going to say, to be fair to T, like he, as a goal, when I think of Timo Werner, I think he's a goal getter and a goal scorer. So in that sense, mm. it was a very bad day for him on the weekend. But in terms of his actual overall play, because I watched that game quite closely, I, I didn't think he was too bad. Um, but I do think we haven't yet seen the Timo Werner that we probably expected to see, uh, particularly in terms of goals. Um, you take away his pens and it starts to look mm. a little bleak in terms of his number of goals at the moment for Chelsea. I'm sure they'll keep coming. But, yeah, I thought we had a decent game, but it's time for him to just up it a little bit. When think you think right. of the the options that Chelsea have in those front areas and, and the more that they start to gel up, I say this with a with a hurting heart, that the scarier it becomes.
3: Yeah, I yeah, was I think, just going to say, uh, Mark, because that—that's the worry. I—I I don't think Chelsea are in third or you know third gear yet, and they're getting points on the board. So you know, as much as we think Timo Werner's not hit the heights, he will eventually, as will the other players. And I'm telling you, I'm scared when we play them next. You could argue they've had easy games, but I'm. Z-H, mate. I'm scared, man. I'm that, guy's
1: de- that guy's delivery is insane, man. He can literally oh, ping insane. it to your head from anywhere on the pitch.
2: <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> uh, I just want to oh, say God. that Tanya's point about Chelsea not being in third gear is the same point about Liverpool, Spurs and yeah, other teams not being in third gear. So I don't want to... We always do this. We always big up a team and then we forget to, that the other teams are in a similar position. Uh, but no, you, you are completely right yeah. with Chelsea's attacking options and all that kind of stuff. CH was, had a quiet game against Newcastle, but they didn't really need him to be on form because Newcastle just kind of rolled over. Mm. Um, and me, you go say, on. Tammy,
3: you be...
2: huh? That was everyone talking at the same time. He's
3: going first. I was going to say... Uh, <laughs> no, go on. <laughs> No, I was going to say Tammy as well. He looks like Giroud's no more. I don't know. I think he's played pretty decent. He Tammy's had right. a decent
0: run. Of, Tammy's had a good run of games and he did last season as well. And he mm. proved last season that he can score goals. I think the thing for him to prove this season was whether he deserves mm. to now be in this new-looking Chelsea eleven. Yeah. And in the past couple of weeks, he's he's come in and he's played well and he doesn't look out of place. I don't think he will hold on to that position when Punicic comes back, Havertz comes back yeah. and then they've got Havertz Pulisic Werner Ziyech all to kind of choose from that's when I think Tammy drops down onto that bench but yeah he, he's been good from what I've watched this season um, that Chelsea kit is awful by the way the third kit but we yeah, move it's on horrible.
2: we've got a lot to talk about um, the next game was uh, to be honest I feel like it wasn't eventful until uh, the penalty the penalty incidents is Villa versus Brighton um
3: it was a good game. I was, I was, expect- it was a really good game. Uh, yeah.
2: Really? Yeah. I didn't think it was that eventful, but anyway, um I was expecting Villa to come out confident yeah. um and dominate the game, show them show everyone, you know, that they are the real deal this season. Obviously not to like the real deal to be like top of the table or whatever, but like to show that they are they could be a force to be reckoned with, but I felt like it was um, it was an uninspired performance from Villa. I feel like mm-hmm. they seem to be struggling at home. Um, I think uh, all of their defeats have been at home. I think apart from the Liverpool um, Liverpool game, but they beat Liverpool. I don't no? know Brighton. I said apart oh, from the Liverpool.
3: Yeah, that's what you
2: said. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I feel like all, all credit has to go to Brighton yeah. um, because. They they were languishing down at the bottom, and all the statistics were showing that they shouldn't. But still, results are what matters in this league, and they I thought they played really really well. Uh, Jack Grealish didn't have a sniff, yeah. and uh, they just they defended really
0: really well. Brian, I
3: think to be fair to Villa, though I, I didn't watch the whole game, but I know that Ross Barkley got injured. I think that affected yeah. them a little
0: bit early on. Um,
3: yeah, and I, I just think it looked like the old Villa. They were just looking to grab, to Jack Grealish for everything. Yeah,
2: um, mm. they
3: didn't have any any ideas. Really, shall we shall we talk oh, about
2: these
1: penalties? Hold on, hold on. Just oh. quickly, there's a really interesting the interesting thing about the game was that Ben White played centre mid, so they actually played with a back four. They usually play back four. They play back three, um, but Ben White was in centre mid, so it was kind of interesting watching him, mm. and he was actually very very good there. So, and I by, mean, and, by another, they,
2: and by they and by you
1: mean Bryan. Brighton, yeah, yeah. So um and he's very he's he's an, he's another one I think he could be an option at centre back for England as well, because he's mm-hmm. a he's a good young talented player. And Lamptey hey. <laughs> honestly oh. watching Lamptey, watching lampty um stand next to the Giants in the in in in, <laughs> in the back four, it's so funny because he looks legit, legitimately looks like a little kid he got sent off and I thought it was a bit harsh to them because I don't think yeah. he, he really... It wasn't really that much of a... Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But to, going on that penalty... Um, the two penalties. The two, two penalties. penalties.
2: Yeah. So the first one was a penalty for Villa, which yeah. um, was deemed not a penalty. Um, what did you guys think?
3: Wait, was this the one where the ref... Oh, wait, no, it's not the one. No, I... I
2: carry
3: on i don't think anyone remembers <laughs> another one i don't remember <laughs> it's, uh, Was it when, two in that game
2: it's when trezeguet got kicked no it was trezeguet it was in the box and um he got tripped or something like that and the referee went and saw the ball uh, saw the var and deemed that uh, lalana i think it was lalana got uh, got a bit of the ball and so therefore it wasn't a pen but yeah. in my opinion i think they're taking this rule like a bit um they they they're kind of how can I say it like distorting the rule? can I say that? um I feel like they're they're focusing like, oh, he touched the ball, but if you take out the man after you touch the ball, that's still
0: a foul like Do you know you, what you could touch I, the I'd ball. just I, I'd just like to thank you for that mm. for that whole comment <laughs> and just just express just express my my gratitude because I completely agree. Yeah, I just, I
2: think that, that refs are getting so, I think it must be so confusing for us. Like they're so like focused on the rules, 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 that we're missing the nuances of the rules, which are if you get the ball, but you still take out your whole, the, the the player and they can't continue the movement, then anyway, that's that. Um, yeah. And then let's move on because there there were two more penalty incidents in the next game. In in what I think was one of the most boring games of the season so far, uh, Man United versus West Brom. Oh, did not um,
3: this one.
2: So, so let's let's talk about the pens, yeah. So West Brom, who defended heroically, and mm. their goalkeeper Johnston um, was—is it—is that his name, Johnston? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he made some really really good saves. Yeah, he's a good goalkeeper. Reactionary saves as well. Mm. Then. Um, I forgot their their midfielder who looks like Todd Cantwell. Forgot his name. Uh, Gallagher. Oh,
3: yeah, he's a baller. He's a baller, mate. I Is it Gallagher? I think it's season. Gallagher. Yeah, it's Gallagher. Baller, yeah,
2: he gets the ball in the box, and Fernandez, um, shin to shin, oh. takes him out. But so the referee gives a penalty. They tell him on VAR, go check the screen. So my guy goes checks the screen. He comes back gesturing that Fernandez touched the ball but i go back to my earlier point fernandez touches the ball so ever ever so slightly but takes gallagher completely out like mm-hmm. that's a penalty cuz gallagher yeah. can have a shooting opportunity so i don't understand how these um are being overturned anyway fast forward like 2 3 minutes or how many of a minutes it was it was very short man united go down the other end and i can't remember who shot mm. but fur- it, furlong slides he goes sliding in. He turns his back, and the ball hits.
3: Yeah. His oh, arm. that really pissed me off that day. The referee honestly.
2: penalty. They they checked on VAR. Didn't even tell him to go check the screen. They just confirmed penalty. This is what gets me annoyed. I I don't want to be one of those conspiracy people but no man united real. get every single penalty it just doesn't they pay matter the
3: referees they pay the referees allegedly allegedly allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> I'm telling you no because it is like I'm sorry it's an absolute joke I am sick and tired of Man United getting penalties and seeing bloody Bruno Fernandez every time at a bloody penalty score wait it doesn't
2: it doesn't end there it doesn't oh. end there so I feel really bad for Furlong because I don't know what he's meant to do with his arm in that position, sliding on the floor. But anyway, the penalty is given. Bruno Fernandes takes it. Bruno Fernandes misses the penalty with his stupid oh. little hop. But then, uh, Johnstone was like oh. a millimetre off his line and they make him retake the penalty and then Bruno Fernandes subsequently <laughs> scores the, the retake. Oh, he's such a little rat. He's like
3: a, he's like a rat to me. Don't you think he looks like he was well? He's a little rat. <laughs> I can't stand right. that Can
0: oh. I ask you guys a quick question then? <laughs> um, on on the penalty stuff, do you think that um, if keepers aren't able to kind of um, move a millimetre off their line before the ball is kicked, so essentially they can't get, now I'm not talking coming a yard off their line because mm-hmm. that's essentially not a penalty. It's meant to be 16 yards. But if they can't come two to three mill- millimetres off their line and just get a bit quote-unquote creative with it, do you then do you not think we should ban attackers from doing the hop and stuff like that because mm. essentially a lot of the time yeah, that's what draws point. the keeper out and it's and it's a kind mm. of it's an unfair advantage to the attacker yeah. that the keeper doesn't get the keeper gets no leeway whereas the attacker yeah. can kind of do as they please
1: yeah and standing stationary on the goal line it's virtually impossible to stop the goal unless you're really really athletic as well but i mean the only thing i would say is that if it's um i think i feel like you should be able, I mean, you should be able to come off your line only um when they've started the run up. But not obviously not too far like, I'm not saying come running out of the CTR mm. box or anything. But that one was ridiculous. Back on the penalty decision, the first one, the West Brom one, that is an absolute joke. Like, how can a referee go to a monitor and say, I made the wrong decision with that when it's a clear foul? And it Bruno, he may have got his hand, he may have got like Junior saying, he may have got touched the ball. He didn't stop the direction of the ball. Like Gallagher was gonna get a shot. So yeah, but in it, West Brom, they can really feel like they're hard done by. We've criticised them a lot this season, especially like for they, they being very poor this season. We think okay, they're probably one of the leading candidates to go down, but you can't say they were, un, uh, you know, they were they were bad in this game. They were very very unlucky.
2: And I just want to bring back something that Mark said actually a few weeks ago. Um, you can't expect referees to go to the screen and and review a slow motion clip. Yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, you need I to agree. You need to see it in real time because Gallagher was impeded. Because if Fernandez doesn't clip him, he gets a shot off. But let's move on. There's plenty more to talk about. Uh, the next game was on Sunday: Fulham versus Everton. Uh, eventful game, three two. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't mm. watch it. Me, that's. <laughs> It? B2-
1: yeah, I tried to catch the end of the game, but I, miss- I missed. I came when I missed all the goals, like all five goals have been scored. <laughs> um, the only thing I noticed yeah, is that Everton fans and some Arsenal fans were getting excited about Alex Awobi, but bro, it really <laughs> is something where you get excited about Alex, Iwobi. like you are really clutching at straws. The guy was playing right wow. wing back, <laughs> he was playing right wing back, and he played supposedly all right, but honestly, Fulham. You know when, like, you're playing someone you know, at FIFA, and then they're passing it around the back quite a lot nicely, and just keeping the ball, but doing nothing. That is Fulham. They have no oh, ability no. to make any final third passes. They can't break a defence or anything like that. They will only get through by luck. And I was just watching them. I was like, this is so frustrating. And yeah, but yeah, that game, Fulham, I think they're so doomed. They are so doomed. But oh, that- they're a gunner.
2: But the, the podcast favourite, Dominic Calvert lewins has got another brace. Um, and oh. he, well, and just, just chill there
0: for a second. Hi. Certain members of the podcast favourite. <laughs> no, yeah.
2: come on. Mark, guy. Mark, come on. You know you like a bit of DCL. <laughs>
3: you, you know you love him. <laughs>
1: and also, both, both his goals were tapping from the 6-yard boxes.
3: <laughs>
2: hey, that's what you need to do. That's what you need to do.
1: Come on. You've got to yeah.
2: be there to score. Um, but yeah, shout out to, to whoever watched that game. Um, the next game was uh, um, it was a tight affair. Uh, Sheffield United still looking for a, their first win, yeah, uh, in a league versus West Ham. Mm-hmm. And uh, Abdi wrote in the agenda, I saw nothing of this game. Abdi, you <laughs> didn't miss much, you didn't miss much. Uh, apart I didn't even from see the goal, I don't know a, who played, nothing it was a nothing. it was a really good Halle goal, great, uh, goal. But, really good finish. But that was it, that was it. Did Sheffield United.
3: I was just going to say, has Ben the played yet for West Ham?
2: Uh, he's come on a few times as a sub and as stuff, sub. but he hasn't started. Oh,
3: that's interesting.
2: But you you don't know with these things. Like there could mm. be fitness issues. There could be um you know. And
0: I just just to quickly say on that note, because I was just about to big up West Ham, um, and their. The way that they've just got through the run of fixtures that they have. So yeah. it started off with Wolves, so I think they beat pretty nil, and then they, then I think they beat Leicester three or four nil. They did. Then they drew with City. Uh, then yep. they lost to us, and then they've beat uh, Sheffield United and whoever they beat the week before. Hey, hey, they've hey! Come. You missed one important result, yeah? <laughs> <Regini>! <laughs> oh, of course, they got a draw with Spurs which <laughs> uh, actually was my game of the season in last week's episode so I'm not sure I forgot that <laughs> sorry chance chances roll in the eyes um
1: I'm just so, to... so I
0: think what I'm trying to say is that firstly West Ham massive credit to West Ham um, and how they've come through that period of games and I actually would say it's their best start to a league campaign for years mm, longest yeah. that I can remember anyway um so on that Ben Ramon note Tanya I guess it's more so not a mark of him as a player to not be in that team yet, but a mark of how well the team is playing that he can't make it in yeah. just yet, I think. And I think eventually he'll find himself in that starting 11. But yeah, you've got Bowen up. and Four Hours and et cetera, who are actually playing really well in West Ham. Yeah. There's no real reason for them to switch it up just yet because they've come through such a tough run of fixtures with really positive results. I, I think if mm. I'm David Moyes, I'm sticking with it how it is for the moment. And, and yeah. he's in Ben Ramarin. Um, when, when competitions come back or, or next few league games give him a bit more, a bit longer from the bench. But I think he will find himself in that starting eleven soon enough.
2: I agree. Mm. And Mark, just on your point, the last time that West Ham uh, started this well was their last season at Upton Park.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, isn't it?
2: Yeah, par yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but let's move on. Um, Sheffield United, yeah, it's looking, listen, we, at... We said like a couple of weeks ago, like, oh, not worried for Sheffield United. You need to start worrying if you're 10, 10 weeks in and you haven't got a, a win yet. They've lost, uh, lost eight times. Yeah, they've got one point. Yeah. Good riddance. That's what I say. Good riddance. Moving on swiftly from any agendas. Um, <laughs> the next game. And guys, <sighs> we move to Ellen Road, Leeds versus Arsenal.
3: Oh, boys.
1: We only talk about how much how lucky we were, yeah. How much we caught life. They they hit the woodwork four
2: times. They did, Mm. Uh, but shout out Leno who who made save after save after save after save after save after save. save. Uh, And that was it. It was just it was just Leno in it. Let's just talk about the biggest idiot in
1: Premier League football currently. (laughs) What Pepe? Nicholas Pepe. Yes, please. The mighty
3: Nicholas Pepe. How I like, love to hear about even, him. Even even
1: even what made me sick here was his face after he got the red card. He, he had that he had the look on his face like, I don't know why. I don't know why you're looking at me. I did not do I didn't even do anything. He definitely like,
2: he, a- he definitely looked like those school children who did, who did something wrong and then the teacher looks at them, and they're like, It was not me. Like d- Because you see when the Rev went to look um at the at the screen, he was proper shrugging, and he was like, he's not gonna send me off. Like oh, I did nothing. Just- Okay, that look. Really can I, can I just say, I, 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 look, I really, I hate what Pepe did. I absolutely hate mm. what Pepe did. I think it's it's stupid. He deserved to be sent off, a red card all day. Can I just say, the Oscar must go to Alioski, who just looked like he had been shot right in the middle of the forehead. Yeah, the way he I went agree. down and rolled around, even when the goalkeeper the Leeds goalkeeper came and said, are you all right? And yanked his arm away. My guy put his hand straight back and rolled the other way. I was like, bro, there's no need. Pepe's already going to get sent off. You don't need to do all of these dramatics. So I don't blame... They call it gamesmanship though, don't they? Yeah, but like he was rolling around enough. Like, bro, it looked like a pizza dough being rolled. Like, there's no need for you to like... Do that. And, and I, I don't feel like that's why I, I don't feel any way about Kirantini wanting to have words with him at the end of the game, because I probably would have done the same thing had I been. In- no, it's because
3: like it's that. because Xhaka, Xhaka was was getting friendly with the guy having a chat. No, and no, like, why are you having it, a chat?
2: it wasn't that. It was because later on mm-hmm. in the game, Alioski went and injured Saka
3: Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, the same player. Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. It was a bit innocuous. Like, only- I'm not blaming Alyoski for for injuring Saka because he was just trying to do a pirouette and then um, his boot hit Saka's knee and stuff. But I I think Kieran more so of the point, like, you don't need to do all of the theatrics. Like, Pepe would have got mm-hmm. sent off. Like, VAR would have picked it up um, and all that kind of stuff. So there's no need for, like, rolling around like yeah it's just that like i pepe should have been sent off and and it's completely justified but it's just the the theatrics for me and i know i'm coming from a standpoint where neymar plays for mm. my country so i understand that that could seem a little bit crazy but i hate it when neymar does it too so yeah yeah, yeah. No, I, right. I, I, I would have
3: done the same thing i i agree with eugenia but on that though i think it's just so frustrating because I know Pepe's been coming out and saying, you know, I need to get a run of games and you go and do something yeah, like that. It's that, like yeah. you get a, you get an opportunity to start. And to be honest, I have to say, like, I've been critical of Pepe, but I actually think he was your best, like, attacking player, like, in the first half. Like, That's he's trying so to make much. something happen. That's not
1: saying much, to be honest.
3: <laughs> no, but I know it's not saying much, but, you know, he, he in a way did let the team down. And you have to feel sorry for Arteta, man, because, you know, he can't help them things on the pitch.
2: You know you can't yeah. control that. Um, you know it's a shame it's a that shame. it's a shame that uh, Arsenal looked more threatening with ten players than they did with eleven throughout the first eight games of the season. That's how bad it's been, apart from the Fulham game. But like the after that,
3: Five.
2: like Saka should have scored. Aubameyang, mm. he I don't know, he, he had that chance as well. But what I'm saying is like, how comes we had to go to ten men? To, to to implement different attacks, oh, it's just stressful. Go on, Tanya.
0: Right, uh, sorry, I've got not a... oh. Mark. That's no, sorry, I didn't. Sorry, I didn't see the um the hand there. Sorry, I just <laughs> wanted to say the um um I get that Pepe is a big uh, topic of discussion here, but we need to really drill down now. We need to take Pepe out of focus. I think he was a big idiot for what he did, but what what will happen is that he'll learn his lesson and probably come back stronger. Hopefully. We need, we need to now look at the game of football. And I want to ask you guys, what were your thoughts on Arsenal's performance? Um, and then it, if I were to lay down to you the fact that you've now played nine games, you've won four, you've drawn one, and you've lost four, I just want to know where you're at in terms of your thinking as an Arsenal fan, what needs to improve, what needs to change, and what needs to happen from here? But, Can I have like, a follow-up question? That... Go on. No,
3: I want to have a follow-up question to that and then you both take the floor. I think Abamiang, listen, you've been calling for him to start in the middle, right? He started in the middle. And I don't know. For me, he's just not a right now. I don't know what's going on. You know, he's just not even offering anything in the yeah. team. When you I I hold him in the same regard as Kane because he's still a quality player, right? Yeah. But you're looking at Kane. He's 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 still bringing something to the team, even if he's not scoring goals. He's doing something. Aubameyang, non-existent. Over to you guys.
1: <laughs> it's it's honestly, it's a very very hard question to answer right now because although I don't think we definitely, I don't think we have the personnel for to retain the ball in the final third to sustain attack, so Abamian can get the opportunities to score we can't have a guy like Aubameyang having one, two shots a game, you know, it's just, it's unacceptable, mm-hmm. we were doing more under Emery and everything, which another, which is another point, basically, anyone still talking about Emery needs to find some shame, because it's embarrassing what that guy did to us, so don't talk about, don't come here talking about Alex awobe or Emery, or all of this nonsense, yeah, find some shame. We look up Leeds, yeah, I, honestly, like, Leeds are a good team, but how many of their players would you really want, like, you wouldn't Apart from Calvin mm. Phillips, maybe, you wouldn't really go go out and buy any of their players. But still, they are making, you know, they are able to create chances and score goals. Nine goals in nine games is unacceptable for Arsenal. We can't be doing that. Look how many goals Tottenham and Chelsea are scoring. I feel like, you know, you talk about Harry Kane, but the difference between Harry Kane is he can double up as a centre forward and like a yeah. a, a, a number 10 almost because he's creating chances and scoring goals and so like if we had like that kind of player which I imagine what Arteta is trying to do is is because Lacazette he when he plays Lacazette he wants him to be that kind of player but obviously the gulf in difference between Kane and Lacazette is a lifetime and just generally I think the the the, the blame stops although he's I, I'm I'm a big fan of him The blame stops at Arteta because we cannot be, you know, we we can't retain possession in the final third. That's why it keeps coming back. Obviously, like, we didn't get the opportunity to see what it would look like if, you know, um, if Pepe didn't do what he did. But, and also he did make changes that we did want to see. We all were asking for Joe Willard to come in. He came in. We were asking for Pepe to come in. He came in. But then Pepe does that and then the game plan's ruined. But still, like, in the first half, we were awful. Our best creative player, in the squad is David Luiz, like a center back. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like I know, I know we don't have the best attack uh, creative players, but like you can there's way to get around it. Like if you look at Liverpool, they don't have the most creative midfield. Bayern Munich mm-hmm. don't even have the most creative midfield currently. But there's ways to get around it. You can play down the wing. You could you can mm-hmm. um just you know there's different ways to mitigate not having the most creative players. So I feel like like Charlie was saying last week on a podcast you need to have some sort of freedom when you're attacking. I get you want to have you know strict. You know you can be really you can have the chains on in defense. You can be really stringent in the way you attack, defend, uh, approach, defend. But when it comes to attacking, you have to give the players the freedom to. And the passing movement is completely gone every single time someone passes it. And I know Junior wants to get in here, but just one last thing. I think every single player at the club is the worst set piece taker. Is up, 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 up. up like, the top 10 worst set-piece takers in the world, whether it be Rhys Nelson, Sabayos, oh, Willian, every single one is a terrible set-piece taker, and I hate it. The best set-piece taker is a guy sitting at home being football Twitter every every week in <laughs> Ozil. It's just...
2: <laughs> yeah, go on, just... So just before Mark Whoa. comes in here, um I just... So, yeah, so Ozil is one thing that I think Arteta needs to hold blame for, because... He 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 um, submitted a Premier League squad with eight centre backs. You don't need eight centre backs. Um, You could have had Meza Özil in one of those things and just try him out because, fair enough, he might not be at the standard he used to be, but he's still uh, an attacking midfielder. And he's and he's he's always had a bit of quality. Something he sees a different past than everyone sees. So, and he would be the type that um abdi was talking about before the unlocker as abdi called it mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. so to not even just try him he's not even available for europa league games i think it's just a myth to be honest um i was really happy to see william come off at half time and i thought we were going to be more expansive with reese nelson uh moving on um onto the right wing uh unfortunately pepe Flopped us uh, on the left wing, sorry. Uh, but Pepe flopped that plan, so um, we will never get to see what could have happened, uh, what the plan was. Uh, we did move to, to four at the back, which I was looking forward to seeing, but I think um, what you know, it's it's kind of like yes but no because uh, we didn't have Partey or El Neni available, which I think would have made the system. Work better. I don't know with Shaka and Sabios, There's not a lot of mobility there. And you saw, like especially when we were down to ten men, Shaka loses the ball sometimes in outrageous positions. It's just like, uh, yeah, it's heart attack, heart palpitations every every time <laughs> he gets the ball. Um And I just think on the Abamyang thing, I just think a lot of it. Yeah, he can he can come and collect the ball. He could try and do a Kane. He could try and do a, a Firmino. He could try and do a Mane. That's not a Bamiang. A best on the mm-hmm. shoulder of the defender, um, and and in the box. And if you are not getting the best out of a Bamiang, then that that's the
1: something.
2: Yeah, and that's something that he needs to address because a is one of the most lethal strikers in world football, not, let alone Premier League in world football. If he if he gets a chance, it's more likely that he's going to score than miss. But he's not even being afforded the the chances created for him. Like last season, we were down. I know I keep bringing this up, but last season we were down there um, for chances created, and this season I think we're even worse. We're probably bottom three for chances created, and um, yeah, I think if we don't get an attacking mid player in in the in January. It's going to be a long season cuz we ain't winning nothing. We look painfully mid-table and it hurts. No, I did
3: see the other day you linked with Eriksson and you laughed at me, you know. No, Andy. I don't want
2: Eriksson, man.
3: But listen, no, but listen. Eriksson is still a decent player. Yeah, we have Ozil. If you don't stop right now, I'm logging off.
2: We have Ozil.
1: If you don't stop right now, I'm logging off. Can't come in here talking us. about Eriksson, you know. <laughs>
2: Getting sorry mark sorry mark you've waited patiently for your go <laughs> no it's all good
0: um well I, I can't half of the points i can't remember because i was i was i was kind of i virtually raised my hand when abdi spoke um so first of all I'm let me just comment you. on something that on Ju, on something that junior mentioned about Abamiang. well you your whole impassioned speech about Abamiang, and i i really believe everything you said but the one comment i would have on that is i think it's about time And and again, I'm from the outside looking in, so correct me if I'm wrong. I just think it's about time that Aubameyang grabs the game by the scruff of the neck, at least one game, because I haven't seen him do it this season, take responsibility, take control and say, I'm going to win this game for Arsenal. You see Mane do it, you see Salah do it, you see Kane do it, you see uh, Jamie Vardy do it, you see players do it. And I just haven't seen that from Aubameyang yet this season. Saw it plenty of times last season. Um, And then Abdi, just to. You mentioned about Arsenal having the worst set piece takers potentially in the world. The biggest passion of mine, or one of the biggest passions of mine in football, is my hatred of players who can't beat the first man from a set piece. So yeah. I share your frustrations, brother. I really yeah. do. Um, I think I saw yeah. Reece
1: Nelson about six times in the game. <laughs> Every single corner went to the first man, and we got we got Holding and and, and Gabriel, a big man. They can they can come in and. And get goals, but if you're hitting the front man all the time, it's just Jaru.
0: Oh, actually, that, think... that, that just takes me on to one point. Sorry, because you just mentioned the player, and I didn't know whether you were being serious or not. Are you, I, is Gabriel in your eyes the second best centre back in the league, or were you hey, just man, playing I, around? I, I... Hey, man i say
1: a lot of things in it but um yeah,
0: i do think I do, I do think i do think he's a top top he's
1: a top center back and it's a bit premature because i at the time i forgot about napoli in it but
0: yeah um no no what, so you're saying he's the third best no nah, hey to- listen i'm not questioning you I, i'm just questioning it like because for me personally remember he's played eight premier league games and i don't only- even know if he's played all eight and but he's young, I can't I can't lie, Mark. I don't like your tone. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you I knew you wouldn't. I knew you wouldn't.
2: Uh no, I think he's impressed, but there's a long way to go still. Yeah, I and think. He, he's oh yeah, shout, either,
1: out, but... shout out shout out shout out Tierney and Bellerin because they were very good. And Bellerin made an amazing chance for Saka.
2: Oh my god. Beautiful ball, beautiful ball.
1: And then Saka he, he went round the goal. They should have chipped him. But uh, yeah, me- Saka me- was amazing when he came on as well.
2: Meslier or Medlier or however you say this guy's name. Uh it was a good save to be fair. Mm. Uh, cool. let's move on yeah so the next game was slightly more exciting uh, and by slightly I mean a lot um, it was Liverpool versus Leicester and uh, Marcus why, why, don't you, why don't you take us away
0: I will take us away um, gladly um, and what I will say is we'll probably spend a little less time on Liverpool this week because we tend to, to give Liverpool quite a big spotlight every week but for me it was really impressive um to not just beat that Leicester team 3-0, but control the game and and essentially dominate that Leicester team who have looked really good recently. They're up there in the top four um, comfortably. They've looked very strong this season. Brendan Rodgers has got some good football. They know the system. And for me, it was just impressive. If you think about the, the, the 11 that we put out, I think I'd say there are six players missing from that. You've got Van Dijk, Gomez, Thiago, Salah, Henderson and Trent. So that, we were six players away from our strongest 11. And we went out there mm-hmm. and absolutely dominated Leicester. So for me, it's just really good science to see that the injury crisis that we've been going through isn't going to kind of derail our season. And I was always confident that it wouldn't. But I was just a bit worried about the the level that we'd be at. And for me, to, to quite easily overcome Leicester... Um, I no need no longer need to worry about the level that we're going to be at. It's, it's, it was right in front of me on Sunday Sunday evening. Mm. So so moving forward, injuries or not, I just have complete faith in this Liverpool Liverpool team, and that's, it's all due to to Jurgen Klopp. And I'm not looking to go into some big loving, um, but oh. it's just a good time to be a Liverpool fan right now. I just want to
2: say I... that. Oh, sorry, Tanya just just quickly.
0: No, I don't okay. know who
2: <laughs> in the blue half of Liverpool or the red half of Man United that has just done some voodoo on Liverpool, (laughs) where it seems every other day a Liverpool player is injured or has COVID. It's crazy. I don't know what's happening, but I just want to say that I did. I still maintain that Liverpool will win the league um, because I just think it's amazing what Liverpool are doing. um, Considering the fact they had like a 36 year old play right back, um, and then, he,
0: but you know, Dude. me and Mark
2: J, is James, James Milner. There? Yeah, James Milner's
0: thirty six. He is thirty
2: six. Yeah, oh, got oh. it right. <laughs> but
0: Whoa. you see, but, uh, you know what? Sorry, he might actually be thirty four.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, it's the same
0: thing, isn't it? Um, <laughs> hey, but
2: but still, me, me and Mark spoke about James Milner ages ago. If you've listened to those episodes from back in the day, and um, but yeah, just it's just commendable. And I think like like what Liverpool are managing to do with. Um, with their defense and their midfield, um, because they sacrificed the midfield, um, like James Milner playing in the midfield to go play at right back to then, mm. you know, so it's it's just I, I really rate Liverpool. And on,
1: on my point earlier on, where you asked me about the um, who's the second best defender in the league and all that, yeah, Do you know, who I'm gonna put up there, Fabinho, Bruv, <laughs> yeah. he is yeah, a he's bad calm. boy, he can play, he plays centre back as good as he plays harder
0: midfielder. You know what? I, I stand you completely correct there. He's been, and you got to remember, this is he's this is his first game back after three weeks out of a hamstring injury. It was clear to see that Jamie Vardy, probably because of that reason, played on him and was kind yeah. of sticking around him all game because he thought it, he thought if I get that one long ball that works from one of my fallbacks or my centre backs, I'm gone. But it didn't happen. He tried to test Fabinho's hamstring, and Fabinho came through that test with playing colours. And that's something I was nervous about a little bit beforehand, whether the hamstring would hold up. It did. Um, yeah, and I think I, I hold you right there, Abdi. And I really I also rate Joel Matip in quite high esteem from a personal perspective as well. I feel a lot more comfortable with those two, considering that we've got no Van Dijk and no Gomez. If those two can stay fit, I, I'll be happy
2: yeah, and the yeah. only time um Leicester was, a hand up. yeah hold on hold on uh th- th- this is on Mark's point the only time that Leicester even managed to get through was when Matip tried to play offside and then um but then the ball from um I can't remember who it was 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 really poor to Vardy and nothing came of it but anyway Tanya no I just
3: I just want to say like some rival fans and I'm I'm talking about Chelsea maybe a bit of Tottenham have been very disrespectful to Liverpool. People need to remember what this team is about. Like, winning mentality is just in that team. And look, I'm going to say, it, I think Liverpool is still in the league really comfortably. I just think Jota, like, he's such a good signing. I actually think he's probably one of the best signings. Like, that's smart 100%. business by Liverpool, man. Like, honestly, he is brilliant. And, you know, you've got... You throwed like Curtis Jones in there. I mean, I didn't watch the game, but I heard he had a brilliant game. And it's like that is Liverpool for you. Like they can just throw a youngster in there and you know, they just cope, they just deal with it. And listen, they're they're just amazing and I think they're gonna yeah. win the league pretty, pretty comfortably. I'm not I'm I'm saying that now anyway.
2: I don't think I mean, it'll be as comfortable, but I think they will win the league. But
3: then you have to look at who they've already played, though. They, you know, they've already played Chelsea, they've played Arsenal, they've played City. I think they'll beat us. I don't think it'll be easy, but I think they'll beat us. Mm. You know, you played... do know that
1: you, you do know they're going to play them again, yeah?
3: <laughs> yeah. I know, but I just, I still think they're they're not going to yeah. lose. I no, don't no, think City just... are ready.
0: I make, make you right about our. I make you right about our first eight fixtures. You got to think in our first eight fixtures with the injuries that we've had. We've played exactly, like Tanya said. Arsenal, Chelsea, City, Leicester, Everton. This is just in our first eight games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: that's mad. It's
0: and and we've come work, through man. that now joint top, uh, just off off the top spot on Golden. Since,
1: ba- since Van Dyke got injured, you won every game, isn't it? Like every game,
0: pretty much. Oh, even you, drew, the you, can see, you drew again.
1: During can see, but um, yeah. I, I wanted to talk about Klopp and the way he stuck it on the, the Sky Sports journalists. That was amazing. I <laughs> love that.
0: <laughs> you know, you know they, did? they didn't show it. I saw the clip on online. Wow. Basically, he was yeah. basically
1: saying that um, because of the fixture congestion, everyone getting injured. And he came up with some examples um, about how like, Saka, for example, got injured. He played three times for England. He's played pretty much every mm-hmm. game. And the fact that he goes, Sky and BT need to have a conversation because you're killing these players. And the fact that. The, like the low, the lower, le- lower level clubs in the league, they really shot themselves in the foot by re- rejecting the five sub rules. Yes, So and EFL, I think he's just come back now. And Gary Neville really, really pissed me off when I heard him talking about it. He was like, no, nah, the squads aren't, uh, aren't even. And then he was basically just saying he doesn't like the five sub rules. I didn't like it when you had it in uh, after lockdown. But you're killing these players. You can't play no three way. times yeah. a week.
2: Mm-hmm. did the point that Gary Neville was making wasn't, That um, He said that he didn't like it, but what what he justified it with was saying that sometimes clubs who have the ability to make three subs don't even make three subs. But then Jamie Carragher came on and said something that I was like, yes, Jamie, like basically he was saying it's not about the ability to be able to have five subs or three subs and not use it. But it is the ability to if you're leading in a game like Liverpool were against Leicester having five subs where you can take off your best players and just rest them. Is that Mm -hmm. that simple? Like,
0: um,
2: I think everyone would, for example, even a Sheffield United, if you're winning three or four nil, um, you're going to want to take off your best players and
0: save them for the next game. Mm. And and there's also, if you look at it in a way that, let's say you've taken one, you've used one of your subs in the first half because one of your players has come off injured and you're approaching the 60th minute and you're thinking, hmm, Ideally, I'd love to make a double change here, but I'm only going to make one because someone else might now get injured and I won't have any subs left. And that five sub rule would then give managers in the 60th minute to think, you know what, I'll make two or three changes now because I know I've got two more in case there is an injury further in in the game. And I think managers aren't making as many changes with the three subs because they're actually trying to hold on to one throughout the game because you don't know who's going to get injured and when.
2: And uh, the EFL clubs in the EFL have now changed it, so now they they have five um, subs. And yeah. I, I think it's going to follow suit in the Premier League. There's too many injuries happening mm. um, for for teams to be carrying on. But we still have I'll, a few I'll, games left. to Oh sorry, I'll, I'll, I just
0: gone. I just wanted to say, um, essentially, is that we we were given the latest possible kickoff time on a Sunday, so we had the late Sunday kickoff. We play Wednesday. And then they've given us the first Premier League game of the weekend. So how how in anyone's head does giving us the, the seven o'clock Sunday kickoff and you've got the eight o'clock Wednesday or whether it's eight or six, then you've got the early, early Saturday game. It just doesn't make sense. And obviously it's because the, the BT Sport want the, the bigger clubs in their, in their 12.30 mm. kickoff. I understand that. But then as Jürgen Klopp said, they need to start chatting now because... Sky Sports have put us on the latest kickoff on the Sunday, BT Sport have put us on the first kickoff of the weekend on the Saturday, and we've got a Champions League game, and we've got about ten players out injured, and it's it's there where the frustrations are brewing for Jurgen Klopp, and I think that's why it all came out on after the game.
1: Agree, yeah, Abdi, I agree. Uh, what I was going to say is, um, oh man, I could, uh, yeah, just the one thing on the subs, the. I've seen an argument people saying, "Oh well, if you're going to make subs in the second half when you're winning, you're going to disrupt the flow of the game if you do it five times. But you can only make five, the five subs at three different occasions. So you can only so you could do two, for example, two and then two and then one. So it's not really disrupting it because it's the same exactly as um uh, as as it would be with three subs. But yeah, I think they're just shooting themselves in the foot by not giving themselves that options, especially with Europe and all the other teams in Europe I've got." All the other leagues they've, they've accepted the five star rules as well, so
2: yeah, let's move on. Um, uh, let's try and wrap up the the Monday games. So, um, the early Monday game was Crystal Palace versus Burnley at, at Burnley, uh, really non eventful game. And Abdi, um, I don't know what what you saw in Bashuai, but he's air, bro. <laughs> um, but yeah, um. <laughs> Assist from uh, Jay Rodriguez and Chris Woods scored. Then the late Monday game was uh, Wolves versus Southampton at Wolves. And Southampton uh, started that game really well. They then took the lead in the second half with Theo Walcott, whose first goal in nearly 15 years, it was 14 years, 300 and something days. Um and then uh, and then the late Wolf show, as they tend to do, uh, Jimenez hit the post and Neto scored a tap-in. Um, cool. I was
3: just going to say, Net- sorry, so, just quickly on Wolves though. Yeah. Interesting, they've had a few sort of weird results, haven't they? I mean, they drew against Newcastle and now draw a game with Southampton. I don't know.
2: They lost won- to Leicester as well. They are They're the draw their- specialists. Well.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and they lost to Leicester. They are so... the draw specialists. Yeah.
2: Um before before the Leicester game, they drew uh three consecutive uh, they drew three consecutive games 1-1. Wow. Then they lost to Leicester and then they drew yesterday. Also as well. One-one. Conor
1: Cody missed his first game in 84 games. He's played like he's yeah. played 84 since they came in the league, he would never missed a minute.
2: Yeah. yeah. Until until COVID got it to him, I think that's
0: the sorry. I think um, he, I think he's the uh, he enters the charts as the third highest most consecutive I, games played in the Premier League now, which is impressive. Wow! Yeah,
1: first and second. First uh, is Wayne Bridge, on. second is um, uh, Leighton Baines. Well done, Abdi.
2: Just in case anyone wanted to know, the left, <laughs> the, the left back, Union. There. <laughs> um, all right, uh, fans have well. 4,000 fans are set to be allowed back into stadiums. Um, But they should prefix that because it's up to the discretion of the club. So the clubs decide whether they want to accept up to 4,000 fans back in stadiums for games. But they won't be allowed to sing, shout or drink. (laughs) What
3: the hell? What's the point? (laughs)
2: It's going to be like golf or tennis. A bunch just that. Of... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> how are they going to control that? Yeah, exactly. How are they going
3: to control that? What if they do well, decide? I don't know, Tanya. To... <laughs> <laughs> just going to have to Sit let off
0: one. Down. you not a big scream, that you let off in your head. You know?
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mark just screamed in his head
1: there. You can't really
2: catch that on the audio. <laughs> but, but, we, but the pictures told us everything. It looked like
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think are you for or against that i, I think the, you can only be for it yeah. for me I, i'm just for having fans back in stadiums and completely understandable that is starting off at a small number and from what i believe is the mm-hmm. higher the tier the less the number so if you're in tier two it'd be two thousand yeah. if you're in tier three would be four thousand if you're in tier one it's absolutely no chance but yeah. I, I think it's a step in the right direction, finally for football. Um, but it's not going to feel real and right until it's a full stadium. Let's be honest. Yeah.
2: Uh, just to yeah. just to correct something, Mark said: if if it, if you're in tier three, it's no chance. If you're in tier one, then yeah. it's- I, you
0: know what? I genuinely, <laughs> yeah. as I was saying that, I was thinking I'm saying this the wrong way around, aren't I? Yeah.
2: <laughs> but um, so even with even without the singing and the uh, the shouting, just the just the monotone clapping. You're on that,
3: yeah?
2: <laughs> uh, I'm on it what as a first yeah, I we can only decide when 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 we see it because we don't know. It's slow, yeah. but I'll be glad to get rid of the the fake crowd noises. <laughs> that drives my head in. But um
3: <laughs> no, nah, I can't listen I, without the crowd noise.
1: Nah, during the Tottenham game, I had to turn it off. I had to because it was going. Oh <laughs> no, no, the fake crowd noise. I had to turn it off because he's doing that same monitor. Oh, when the
2: sp- oh my god, I
1: was like, no, I'm not having
2: it. The reason why I hate it because. Uh, as well as as well as that, because they play the same things over and over again. Yeah, it's just like there, there's no incentive, like to the team. There's no come on. It's just like it's just yeah. same, and, and yeah. I just can't stand it. And then they also manage to get the the things wrong. So like, uh, uh, someone might shoot, and then when they they've taken the goal kick, then they go oh, and I'm like, oh. Oh, I can't do that. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, Abdi had a European roundup.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna make this brief. Run out of time but uh in La Liga Real Sociedad are top they won the last five games which is very impressive wow. Daniel Silva is obviously making a big um a big difference for them Atletico Madrid are second but they've got two games in hand mm. so they will probably go top if they because wow. uh, Real, Real Sociedad so um I'm gonna make a shout I think Atletico might win the league that year because Barcelona and Real Madrid are shambles and Atletico yep. they you know they've I think Suarez will make a big difference coming there. they got shooters. And they, yeah. So I feel like they're just the most least shambolic. Talking about Barca, they are 13th. They've lost their last what? three games. They lost three, outs, no! last three out of five. And it's really unfortunate. PK got an ACL injury. And um, he's oh 33 now. So that's a big issue. Real Madrid again. They drew. They're fourth. Uh, got a game in hand, though. So Real, who knows what's going to happen with Real Madrid? I think they're a little bit less of a shambles than Barcelona. But yeah, that's the that's La Liga. In Syria, Syria is actually very, very impressive right now. AC Milan are killing it. They're top of the league. Uh, they beat. Um, wow. Oh, yeah. And also, I'm going to tell you a couple of results here. Tell me what you notice about the players I mentioned here. Uh, let me finish first. So, Zlatan scored two goals against um, Napoli and they won 3 1. Inter won 4 2. Alexis Sanchez scored and Lukaku scored twice. Roma. They they won. Um, I think it was three nil, and Mkhitaryan <laughs> scored twice. What do all of those players have in common? Man United. United. Man United. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah,
1: they're, they're, yeah, and AC Milan actually top as well. So and they're they're
0: unbeaten, oh. and um, no, I think they won yeah, lost yeah. one game.
1: Not do to, well, not, to
0: not to jump in, but I would love to see AC Milan win that title again. Yeah, exactly. Especially Same. they've been like
1: really poor for years, so they're doing very well as well. Uh, uh, I,
2: Bundes- hold on. Uh, Sorry, just before you go into the Bundesliga, um, Serie A players were wearing a red mark on their faces this weekend to raise awareness of violence against women, which I thought it was um, a really good idea. Oh,
1: pick up! Uh, In in the Bundesliga, uh, I hate this league, so watching (laughs) Haaland running through time and time again unopposed in the... Four times, Junior puts up four metres. Yeah, <laughs> they beat they beat they beat uh, Herford Berlin. But honestly, watching this, the defending in this league is just disgusting. Bayern <laughs> Munich drew against Werder Bremen, so we'll see what's going to happen there. But that's really that's all I can stomach of that league. Um, in the in the French league, very interesting game on Friday night. PSG were two 0 up against um Ace, uh, Monaco. Fabregas came off came off the bench, and then Monaco won three two. PSU lost three games, but they're still like three points clear at the top. So it just goes so what? important what this league is all about. That bomb league. And yeah, that just is one crazy. last just one last league I wanted to mention is Scotland. And really the only one I want to talk about is Rangers. Mm. Rangers have won oh. thirteen, drawn two, scored forty one, conceded three goals. They're eleven points clear already after fifteen yeah, it's games. Impressive. Wow. And they are smashing they
2: a, it. it,
1: it can you any of you lot guess who would be the top scorer in 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 Scotland? Defoe. No, Defoe barely plays oh. really.
2: Oh, yeah. uh, I, I, yeah. I never guessed, you here. Could be
1: here. You could be here for a million years. You'll never <laughs> guess the top scorer. So why don't you just have have tell us? They're, they're right back. Yeah, it's James Tavernier, the guy who used to play. I was to, trying Moyen, to say him um, because he takes pens. And Newcastle, he's 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 the top scorer. He's got nine goals. He's got six assists in fifteen games, and he's the right back. But I wanted to shout English. out Yeah, he's English. I wanted to shout out Steven Gerrard. Yeah, um, massively.
3: People,
1: yeah. Uh, he uh, he definitely's he's we're gonna come on to it, but he's one of my candidates for man of the week because they're top of their Europa League group as well. And they've only drawn one game, and that was they were 3-1 up against Benfica, and Benfica had a man sent off, and then they just got complacent and they drew 3-3. So Rangers are having an amazing season, scoring loads of goals, and they're really tight at the back. So
2: um, yeah, I just wanted to shout out Steven Gerrard. Um Cool. Thank you, you Abdi, for that roundup. Um, we're going to get to Man of the Week now. So, Stephen Gerrard is um, Abdi's suggestion for Man of the Week. Uh, I'm going to go to Tanya because she had a good weekend. Who is your suggestion for Man of the Week, Tanya? Hmm. You know, I wasn't
3: thinking of the Tottenham because I feel bad. Like, Kane's in it, like, almost every week.
2: But if you deserve um... it, you deserve it. <laughs>
3: I know, but it's it unbelievable.
2: Yeah, literally, it has to be. It Kane. has to be Kane. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know.
3: Yeah, no, he is. He is unbelievable. Very lucky to have him.
2: So Kane, then, yes.
3: Yeah, Kane. I was thinking Jotter, but I don't know. If that... Did he score two goals? Am I right? He scored one. He, scored no, he, got one. he
2: got one. He got one. He got one. But it's the first it's Kane. player. Won, man. It's the first player in ages <laughs> to score their first in their first four games at Anfield, right, Mark? Mm-hmm. Am I right?
0: Yep. Oh so, not first, scored.
2: We didn't talk about not, that.
0: Not first player in ages, <laughs> the first player to do that. Oh, there you go. And um,
2: Liverpool went are now sixty-four games unbeaten at Anfield in
0: the Premier yep. League. Which is a Liverpool record. Uh previous record was obviously sixty three. Uh the actual record for Premier League is Chelsea with ninety six. So thirty two wow. games to go to equal that. Don't <laughs> think we will. I'm just putting it out there. But it would be impressive if we even get anywhere close to that ninety six mark. That's like um, two more seasons, mate. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I would like to nominate. The name's been mentioned already. It was going to be Jota. It's not because I've thought about this now. Um, and for me, it has to be Bobby Firmino. And not just because of the goal that he scored. If you watch that game against Leicester on Sunday night, it was back to the old Bobby. That whole game went through him. It was He's very unlucky. Yeah. It was Bobby of two years ago where he. Even if he didn't end up scoring that goal from the corner, he would have come off the pitch and I would have said he had an unbelievable game. And a lot of the time with Firmino, I feel comfortable saying that because he impacts in more than just goal scoring, but he got his goal as well. So I'm going to put forward Bobby Firmino. And I'm going to put
2: forward uh, Danny Welbeck, um, who played really yeah, well
0: him, for, for mm. Brighton.
2: And I think his he scored a goal and then it was epitomised by him going down with major cramp at the end but still getting up and, and still um, finishing mm. the game off so I'm going to go with Danny Welbeck there's, there's um,
1: another striker better than
2: Lacazette <laughs> that, we, <laughs> that we used to have alright Um. so okay get this yeah so this is a Brazil thing that uh, yeah, yeah I love these <laughs> but this isn't like yeah, the one before I actually have an EFL thing that is more like a Brazil thing and this is more something that I want to big up about Brazil so um Brazil are now professionalizing uh seven aside. So um clubs in Brazil, for example Grêmio and other clubs, have set up a seven aside team. So it's for players who like didn't quite make it as a professional footballer, are now becoming professionals in this seven aside league. So it's a proper league with um it's televised, it's everything, it's got a league table, players are getting paid um and all that kind of stuff and um as well Falcao who's the best futsal player in history um won best player of the year like six times or whatever has signed for Gremio so it's getting a lot of like um media and it was just interesting because Mark and I we played in seven aside leagues and all this kind of stuff and it's just it's just nice that it's getting that kind of recognition recognition i can't even speak um and yeah so i just wanted to big that up and i i hope that they they implement it in other mm-hmm. places because it's such a like seven aside is, is different from eleven aside it's more there's more it's more attacking it's, it's it's um it's more exciting and it's yeah i just wanted to say that mark do you have a point or not?
0: yeah no i was just i was just nodding my head i just think it's a good oh. concept i hadn't heard of this before you just literally just mentioned it. i think it's a good concept um Especially, if, like you mentioned, knowledge may have slipped away from the game. Didn't make it up to yeah. scratch for eleven. Aside, there's your second chance, or it's just a, a, another route into the game for any football lovers out there. I, I really like that concept.
2: Yeah. Um. So yeah. So then my my Brazil thing, but for England, uh, comes from um, <laughs> it comes from Daryl Fisher, Darnell. Sorry, Darnell Fisher uh mm-hmm. who is a preston player no sheffield wednesday player no he's a preston player so anyway uh darnell fisher
1: <laughs> <different> teams, mate. <laughs> yeah I,
2: I know but uh you but you'll see why i'm stuttering so darnell fisher has been charged by the football association after appearing to grab the genitals of sheffield oh yeah, oh, Callum oh, Patterson. Sorry. During <laughs> Preston's championship game on Saturday, it is alleged the incident, which was not seen by the match officials at the time, constitutes of a <laughs> contravention of FA Rule E3. And I've got the images here, lads and ladette, and I'm showing seen you. It all.
0: Listen, you know, now, you know, know the know words? What? <laughs> Tell now, us, Tanya.
3: <laughs> Tell us.
0: She, she paused. He, he's sizing
3: him
0: up, isn't he? <laughs> wow. No, I've got no, listen, I've got to be honest, yeah. I know I know it I, listen, I know this is funny, yeah. I know I know it is like I know you can look at it and, and it's and it is funny, but um just because it's on a football pitch, I, like, I'm going into serious mode here. Like just because it's on a football pitch doesn't mean if you went up into a street and just grabbed any random guy's what he's just done, yeah, I'm I'm sorry, but you're most likely getting charged. It, It might have been funny for him at the time, but it was a stupid thing to do, in all Uh, honesty.
2: I just want to add some context. I'm laughing at Tanya's comment. No, I know, I know. I know. It was actually funny.
0: Uh, um, (laughs)
2: But um, no, I completely agree because that's sexual harassment in the workplace
1: yeah but it the brother is. looked like he liked him and he
2: was smiling <laughs> no,
0: he looked at a ref to kind of say yo did you just see that and then he went and done it again
2: yeah I know it's crazy it twice. <laughs> uh, so that's the kind of thing yeah. that you would see in Brazil I'm not gonna lie but to see it here uh, I was a bit shocked um, oh and then... leave
3: him man leave him alone I don't blame
2: him <laughs> what do you mean I'm sorry I'm sorry what <laughs> alright let's move on anyway, then so, get this, yeah? Bernie's goal at Turf Moor yesterday was their first goal at Turf Moor this season. Facts. Uh, Eight games oh, in. Oh, wow. Eight or nine I games in.
3: Burn Burnley, bro. Who cares? Just get well, there. Out. You have
2: it. There you go, Burnley fans. Burn <laughs> Burnley, and uh, a special a special shout out. He didn't make it. Qu- he didn't quite make it as man of the week. Um, in the in the suggestions, but Zlatan Ibrahimovic. I had him bring
1: him down. Yeah, My no, three Z- were Kane, Kane, Ibrahim, and Gerard.
2: Yeah, but this is probably mm. not why you had him down. What I'm about mm. to say. He he gave all of his teammates a PS5. What? I wish i was his teammate but there we are right now <laughs> he handed man <laughs> ps5s i am um, yeah no shout out him no. uh you'll be oh, my man wants, of the week but yeah
0: who wants to do that for this team by the way yeah, adi
2: yeah,
0: junior junior adi gotta...
1: adi,
3: <laughs> adi. All,
0: right, all, right, all right okay let's tell tanya yeah i agree all in favor say aye aye aye
3: you
2: bloody well wish <laughs> honestly uh, okay that wraps up another yeah. um, exciting episode of <laughs> we'll talk about that later episode 61 or 62 I can't remember but um, yeah so we'll report next week uh, with our new PS5s and um <laughs> and uh, I don't know, Abdi mouthed something to me and I couldn't really oh, see it. <laughs> oh, socials, socials. Oh, yeah. socials, socials. Yes, we need a, we need a button for that. Socials. Uh, so, at WTATL official on Instagram and Twitter, uh, come, come and engage with us uh, or more likely Mark and Tanya. Uh, <laughs> no, but w- <laughs> we we all chip in every now and again. Uh, cool. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Lovely Peace stuff. Up.
0: Peace out. Peace